0: We've been talking about, we've been talking about marketing plan.
1: Oh yeah. Marketing plans. Okay.
0: And you know, it just got me thinking and I, I can recall a time we were talking about the connection between the business plan and the marketing plan.
1: Right. Yeah. Corporate strategy, I believe, as they called it in the,
0: in the textbook they did, but in in the the real world, it would be more around like, what's the business plan? What are the priorities for growth? Right. And it just kind of harked me back to a, a time when I was having a, a marketing planning conversation, the initial one to say, hey, let's, you know, it's that this time is to of put year. Together the
1: plan. Yeah,
0: to put together the plan. And right. and that first conversation is in my experience always focused on what are your what's going on in the business? Where are you focusing your efforts in the upcoming year?
1: What's in other words drive if you're if you're selling services, who are you, it doesn't really matter whether you're selling products or services, it but doesn't really who matter. are you trying to sell to? What companies or people, what segments, what regions and segments are you trying to sell to, right? That's yeah, your yeah, exactly. ultimate question. And right. then you can, it's, I think, and also having been an entrepreneur, I, you almost, when you get to ask that question, you almost get a little uptight,
0: I, I because think because so.
1: you're like because you're like well, what do you mean and then you feel like you're being called out on the carpet a little bit like well what do you mean I, I I mean I it doesn't matter we're trying to sell everywhere and then and then as soon as you hear that as a marketer you go mm-hmm yeah trying to sell everywhere here we go
0: well I think right? my my big aha was in in this particular conversation was that the the highly intelligent professionals I was talking to. I mean, these are smart people. Um, Didn't necessarily see the connection initially between the business priorities and the marketing plan.
1: You know, what's interesting about this? I think there's also something to be said about being a service professional versus a products person. I think products people are much more attuned to market segmentation and regions and and all kinds of things like that. I think they're much more attuned to it. And I don't know exactly why that is. I mean, having been a service entrepreneur, I mean, I can tell you that the problem is, is that service, you look at it on a national basis, unless you're in charge of a specific region. But even if you're in just a specific region, there's also problems with that because you're like, well, I could market and sell everywhere in the region. And it's like, yeah, you could, but that's probably a waste of your time. Because well, that goes
0: back to the concept you, of focus.
1: You're going to, you're going to basically become jack-of-all-trades marketing and master of none, meaning no real hot prospects or leads or actual sales because you're going to be diluting the very thing you're trying to do. Right. Isn't that kind of – even within a region or a small market segment. But I think as an entrepreneur or a business owner – The first reaction is you kind of take a step back and you're like, well, I could sell everywhere. What, you know, why does this matter? Tell me something more specific than that marketer. Right. But what what are you thinking about as a marketer?
0: Well, I'm thinking like what specific products or services are you trying to sell more of and who are the buyers of that? Because from a marketing perspective, I'm chasing the buyers. I right. need to figure out where do these people hang out. Where are they?
1: Well, first online. Not even where they hang where out. are Who they? Where are they? What do they well, look right, like? Right. Exactly. Are they? Do they have a certain job title? Do they work at a specific company or companies? You know, what what do they do? What what's their? How often do they buy these services or products? What is their budget like to buy these products or services? Can they be in the market to buy have? your competitors and you also in there doing the same thing. You know, sometimes there's duplication.
0: Right. What are the trigger points that would cause them to, excuse me, need uh, our service or product? Right. And, yeah, I mean, that's another big one. Is that related to
1: a time of year? Is it related to a fact that they're getting rid of an existing provider? Uh, or they could be, or they've had an existing provider that has made mistakes, or they've got an existing provider well, products, and, and their the, products have been failing.
0: Who right? You know, the competition, we haven't talked a lot about competition, but that is a big part and often an under-emphasized part of the marketing planning process.
1: Right. You mean insofar as like, if the competition does this. Well, really understanding zig, we
0: who they are, what's going on with the competition. You know, where are we running into them? Well, that gets where into that we...
1: whole SWOT analysis, which we didn't really want to talk about. But not well, in this episode. but That's
0: fine. We don't so have to talk about it now. you were in a meeting
1: but... and this person looked at you and was like, what was their response? On what? When you talked about a marketing plan or you talked about business strategy. And you were asking them as well. Well,
0: I, I tried to level set the conversation by just starting out with, today we don't want to talk about the money. I'd really right. rather understand where you're trying to grow your practice or the business. So because, what you're trying
1: to do is build that perfect world scenario. Right. Like in other words, if you if you could live, forget the money, if you could live anywhere what would the community but look like what f- what features would it have what would the climate be like now you know what that this conversation like? that sort of works thing, really right?
0: well the you know when you're first starting out right you're or you're launching something new but when you're right. it's the annual marketing planning right. process but when and you're they're like well, we've been in- doing the same thing year in and year out but that's the whole point of the conversation is because
1: maybe we're doing it wrong
0: right i mean let's let's Try the conversation a little bit differently. Maybe
1: instead of living in this climate, we should be living in that climate. Maybe instead of living in this suburb, we should be moving to the city or whatever. I mean, you know, just to borrow sort of a well, real estate analogy, but it's true. Maybe the, we should be recalibrating what we're doing here. Well, that's you know, right. It, just and because you've always lived in the suburbs doesn't mean fresh look. The, always lived in the city. I mean, city dwellers are famous for this, right? Well, maybe you should you know, school is so expensive and all this is going on, it's getting crowded and it's all this other stuff. Well, maybe you should look at going to the suburbs. And they're like, the suburbs? I would never go to the suburbs. What am I going to do there? The suburbs. It's almost like a similar conversation that you'd have over the marketing plan and trying to talk about segmentation and say, well, well, what about these people? And I think that that's another delicate conversation that you have to have, right? And especially if your decision makers are not all in on marketing, they're kind of like, yeah, marketing, great, fine. We need sales. We need this to close. We need well, deals.
0: you know, what was interesting, and we're kind of using this as a case study, I guess, today, but the other part of that business planning conversation is, you know, where do you want to focus from a product or service perspective? Do we have the ability to deliver the service? You know, do we have the people or the inventory, you know, for all Who knows? Totally. Maybe there's a, you know, a shortage on steel. And so that's going to have an impact on your manufacturing. And so even though we would love to grow that product line, we're really not going to have the um, ability to do that because we're not going to have the products. So, but this conversation took us down that path of it being a very, um, is a lean team. (laughs) So they had so much work. They were, they've had a hard time delivering the work that they had right now. So when you think about putting together a marketing plan to drive new sales, um, we just had to, I mean, I would never say, well, then you don't need a marketing plan. Of course not. But you, you don't go hog wild um, if if the team is not available to, Really activate on it because, you know, this was an example in so professional let's services. Stage,
1: let's set the stage for this. We don't have to give away military secrets here, but let's be real. The reality is is that what you're saying is, is that before you spend ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars of good hard money, you better be prepared to support your marketing efforts. Because if you're not prepared, in other words, you better be prepared to have people go to conferences and sing the same song you're talking about in your marketing materials, or Go to meetings, get meetings with people, and talk the talk about the new product or service. Or Or
0: present present, at a conference. Right. And if they're
1: not prepared, in other words, are you prepared to go all in on this? And people will oftentimes at the beginning of this, these things say, oh, absolutely. But then once you sit down with them and you outline, okay, well, that's going to mean a marketing campaign where we reach out to 200 companies and we start conversations with 200 different people which means we need we need 4 to 6 people actively dedicating at least Ten to twenty hours of their time. We need maybe lead gen people, dedicating time trying to contact these people, and then to it qualify. It means reviewing
0: lists to make sure we got the right people. You got to weigh in on that on the right. front end. So if, there's if we're lots targeting of the
1: wrong people, then it's, it's a waste of time. And that's just putting things together. That's not even making calls, sending out emails, getting people to to flush to, to flush out potential qualified leads. Is is a big deal. It's 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 a it's a lot of effort. That somebody's going to go through. Well, and,
0: and that, you know, is a good, and that's a whole other topic another day too, is just follow up on your, your, your campaign or your event, you know, having people doing that follow up is critical. And I think that's definitely one of the areas that falls short in many organizations is the follow up around. Really, it's on campaigns and events, conferences. I'd say, in person or virtual. So, um, but that goes back to the bandwidth of the
1: team well, that you're working up with. Is in order to do follow up, you've got to commit resources. That's the first thing. And ask whether you have the resources. It's not whether you, I, there's actually when you talk about follow up. There's a whole bunch of things you can talk about because I've experienced this firsthand. But really. Right. First and foremost, it's do we have the bodies to be able to commit to this, let alone Which get is a the bodies, the bodies, the bodies who are willing to actually do it? Like, in other words, everybody can sit there and say, oh, yeah, I got a staff of X number of uh, construction people in the office that normally they're engineers. And, um, yeah, they handle all of our res- they handle all of our residential side of building. And, yeah, they'll, they'll be available. OK. Oh, Okay, are they going to send the emails and make the phone calls? Yeah, they could do that. Definitely. Really? So you're going to have engineers try to start to have lead gen qualification conversations. Well, what do you mean? They're they're smart. They can do it. I'm sure they are very smart. But are they going to be willing to be hung up on?
0: (laughs) I've worked in an engineering firm, and that's not their forte. You
1: know, (laughs) are they right? Are they going to just because you have six engineers that are present and accounted for does not mean that they are willing to do the follow up on the campaign. But that's the disconnect in the marketing plan that the marketer is trying to get to. And those are ugly conversations that you have to have because you have to have. And I think really this is what we're getting to to some degree about the marketing plan. You have to have a candid conversation and it has to be fully transparent with everybody. So. I don't think it helps if marketers, and I'm not pointing the finger at marketers because I'm more on the sales side, but I am I think it helps if marketers just dis- fully disclose what's gonna what's entailed. Because if you don't fully disclose, listen, you're going to reach out to 200 people, and the way that it's typically done is you're going to have to do a follow-up to every one I, of those people.
0: I would agree with you. You have to have
1: full disclosure on that, and you have to full disclosure... Listen. You need people who are comfortable being hung up on or initiating conversations with people, and to try to have a dialogue. That's a whole skill in and of itself. Like if you if you don't have people that are a, they're able to do that, don't underestimate that because otherwise you're going to spend all this time and money aligning yourself with a particular organization or a particular mission in your marketing plan and executing on that strategy, and then you're not going to be able to come through because you don't have people that can actually make those phone calls and have those conversations and initiate that stuff. Right. And that's an ugly conversation that a marketer has to have. And I think oftentimes marketing can get swept away being told, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that when it, when it comes down.
0: Well, cause it
1: sounds like a great idea. You put in the marketing plan you're going to do this and you're going to do that. It's all, this is the way we're going to pick, we're going to, we're going to execute on this and I'm going to speak at this conference and we're going to have a campaign around the conference, but we're also going to have an initial campaign. And then we're going to have a follow-up campaign after the conference. Here's what it's going to be. And now you spent $40,000 or $30,000, including the pre-conference, the conference, the expenses, and then the post-conference follow-up. So three times around one event, 30000 bucks. Not unusual to spend well, that. Well,
0: you know, it can $2,000, $2, depending. but the sure. point is, you know, it's all relative on the dollars, but.
1: but marketing plan would sit there and say, okay, here's a strategy. You're going to go to this segment. And as one of the big things we're going to do, there's an event that's coming up. You're going to speak at that event. Assuming we can, you can become, oh, I know this guy. We've been in this organization for the last 10 years. I know for sure I can speak at the event. Okay, great. You're going to speak at the event. That's awesome. Let's do a campaign around how much we care about this association. Or how much we care about this organization or how much we care about the industry. Great. We'll do that. That'll evidence our abilities, our, our technical prowess, mm-hmm. whatever. And you say, we're going to do a pre and then lead up to that. This is how much we care. And then an event. And we're going to attend and we're going to speak and we're going to f- press the flesh there. And then we're going to do a post. And the post is, is, look at what we accomplished. We spoke there and everything was great. And it, it evidenced our commitment to the industry or, or what have you, the association, whatever. Okay, that, that's going to take a fair amount of manpower to do that. And I think marketing to have that conversation, it's one thing to get seduced away, right, by the association. Whoever is saying, yeah, you can speak at the event. That's great. But then it's another thing if you want to execute on all this stuff. How are you gonna do it?
0: Yeah, and, and those are definitely tricky conversations. You don't and want to do that. That all goes in the marketing group plan, setting. Right?
1: That all goes in the marketing You know, plan. it
0: depends on how baked your plan is. I mean, the plan is intended to be a roadmap for the upcoming year. So you definitely want the big um
1: uh, so we're gonna have the big that event you, that and you're then we're gonna, gonna have the pre, the do? during, and the and the post. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you meant you wouldn't probably wouldn't get that granular when you're doing the planning. Okay. You you you, you know, if the show is in December and you're you're planning in February, you're probably not going to start that conversation until June or July.
1: Right. But the point is you've got to, you've got to make note of it because you're putting significant resources and money into it. Right. So you had this conversation with this person and
0: no, it was, it was seemed it, well, sort and, of like, and I'm kind of harking back.
1: Why are you asking me this? Right.
0: A little bit and the conversation immediately went to, well, how much did we spend in our budget last year and how much are we going to spend this year? And I'm like, well, I, it wasn't exactly where I thought the conversation should go immediately because that just takes it down to, well, rinse and repeat. We did it last year. Let's do it again.
1: Right. So by and taking- what you're trying to do in this marketing plan is you're trying to get back to the corporate strategy, which is like, is this our market segment, our people that we really want to be talking to?
0: Yeah. I mean, the people, the products, the services, whatever you're selling.
1: Right. Has it changed? That's really your threshold. Where did you
0: get your business from? What drove business this year? Right. Was it, you know, because you could build strategies around, well, you know what? Actually, most of our business came from referrals. Ah, okay. Well, who were the referrals? Existing clients or customers? Or is it, you know, other referrals? And I think, can I just say
1: this as a business owner? I think that the hard part about this conversation, too, is that. You as a marketer want to close down avenues. You want to close the world. You want to close it down. Well, we do
0: want to focus in. You want to focus.
1: You want to focus. But as a business owner, you're ready to go hither and yon. (laughs) Wherever. So if if suddenly you got a phone call or an email from somebody that's not even in a territory you planned on covering, you're not going to turn it away. You're like, great. That's awesome. That's in the northeast. That's in the northeast, and I would love to have that. I we've been in the Midwest, and we've been <laughs> in the Northwest forever and a day. It's in the Northeast. That's not really where we want to focus. But you know what? And as an entrepreneur, you're suddenly like, wait a second. That's a significant win. We need to retask our marketing efforts. Forget the plan. We want to retask our efforts. This is what we want. To, this is where we want to go. But what you're saying is, be careful. Because is that is that a one off or is that a constant? Is, right, you know what I mean. Right,
0: like, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't recommend redeploying all your marketing efforts because you got one opportunity in right. a in a geographic market that's not even
1: your focus. But as an entrepreneur, you sit there and you think well, to you've yourself, got "Mouths to feed, got a, or
0: a mouth to feed." And but you also think to yourself, "Oh,
1: there's a toehold." And to borrow a climbing analogy, there's right, a toehold. Right, right, right. I've got a toehold in this if mountain.
0: that's a toehold that you think right makes sense. Right, I mean, you know, if you're- you could
1: suddenly be be careful what you wish for. Right. right, is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, that's that is what I'm saying. It's
1: so you had this conversation with this guy, and it just harked you back to like, okay, we're we're doing rinse. It harked me marketing. back to
0: the con the challenge of marketing planning and helping everyone understand the importance between understanding the business priorities and the marketing priorities and that they
1: are intertwined
0: very very intertwined and I think that a lot of people outside of marketing don't understand that or don't see it I'm not saying they're not smart it's just not their world and maybe marketing is the one that needs to do a better job of of articulating why that's important right I think we do
1: well I think (laughs) yeah well because I think
0: I mean I think we try and explain it but you know, sometimes you got to say things multiple times um, for it to really... I think
1: you have to say it in multiple ways.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was really just the point, that it's an area that continues to need work for small companies and big companies.
1: What, what is? What do you mean?
0: Understanding the connection when you're talking about building a marketing strategy, how important... It is that the marketing strategy be built on the business.
1: It's almost priorities. like what you're saying is, is that the business priorities have to come first and foremost. The marketing can take a back seat and later on, you know, you'll deal with it. You'll get to that eventually. But really, it's well, I almost think you're like. right.
0: I mean, I've been in n- numerous conversations where the conversation was very much at the business strategy level. And they're like, you know what? We're not quite ready for marketing yet because we're still figuring it out. We're figuring out what markets we want to expand into, what products we're focusing on. And, you know, those are great conversations for marketing to listen to at the, at the right time, not through all of it, um, but maybe towards the end as you're getting a little bit more solidified. Because You know, it
1: occurred, it occurred to me as I'm listening to you talk, it occurred to me, and this goes back to what I said just a minute ago, but I want to reinforce it. The problem with an entrepreneur, especially when you don't have a steady business stream, and you're starting out, and it doesn't really matter whether you're a licensed professional entrepreneur or just a business person who's an entrepreneur, what happens is you've got obligations, you've got financial obligations, you've got, you've got things that you need to do and bills you need to pay, and you are like, I don't really want to narrow my world. I don't want to focus this much, even though I know that would be great in a perfect world or in a world where we had existing sales stream, we had existing revenue, we had existing, existing, existing. But if you're just starting out, you're like, look, I don't have that existing stream and I, and I, and I've got to go where I've got to go. And so a marketing plan seems almost a little too focused, you know? And so could we say that maybe if you're an entrepreneur that You either have to have no marketing plan or you have to have a very flexible, fluid marketing plan.
0: Well, remember, a plan can be as wide or as narrow as you want it to be. Right. So, I mean, if...
1: Well, but if you sit there and say, listen, we make this product or we sell these services and you say, we're going to focus because, and I've done this because this is where everybody focuses their efforts. They focus their area. Let's say you are an auto parts manufacturer and you would focus your efforts... On Detroit, (laughs) even though Detroit's long in some ways gone, but you'd focus on the big three Mm -hmm. and you'd focus your sales on them and where they are. But what if you get a call from, you know, say a BMW that's in South Carolina, right? Which is not in the Midwest. And you've put your marketing dollars and efforts into this Midwest effort, you know. But now you're like, well, this pays the bills. We're going to take this business. So should we retask our stuff that we outlined in our marketing plan to the South Carolina area? Because there's probably another manufacturer there, too. There's probably, you know, or Louisiana, wherever they make Mercedes. You know what I mean? Like now all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, we sell this circuit board or whatever. And we were concentrating on the big three, but we haven't even gotten any nibbles. We think that there's a great market there. We're an American company. They're an American company. They'll want to do business with us. Right.
0: Well, I think that's right. So that could lead you down, you know, would I change the marketing plan day one? No. Right. But I would I would do research. You know, if we said, hey, we're selling um, this was a aftermarket supplier or a second tier, um, I don't know, supplier into the automotive industry. You know, I mean, if you if you knew who you were trying to reach, you could do some research on the Carolinas and see, well, how many folks are there? You know, I mean, is this even a market that makes sense? Or does the, you know, right. maybe it, then you're doing an industry play. So then it doesn't even matter as much. I mean, the in, the, the industry, you could look at different associations for that particular industry. Right. Um, and, you know, it, that's a whole other conversation. Is it a national industry? Is it a state chapter? Uh, is it a local chapter? And, and most likely it's a state um, association or um, could be local or in, in bigger markets. But that's the type of research that marketing can help with to help quantify the market.
1: Like, so does this you, even make sense? So, but, so you, what did you do to try to ward off the rinse and repeat marketing? Did you try to recenter the conversation?
0: Yeah, we did, and we we um we brainstormed a couple of different ideas. We got some clarity around who they were trying to, um, where they felt they had the best growth opportunities, um, in terms of types of companies, and that leads us down a, a an association, different types of industry association path, um, and. You know we talked about you know other types of ideas, like doing a partnership with a law firm that focuses on the same industry and so we we explored some different ideas, and again, this was you know your first conversation so um and it's but- tough,
1: I think the other thing that's difficult is this is the ugly part of it too, is that as the person who's in charge and sort of directing marketing, you're kind of like. You start to feel the insecurities of making your decision and the insecurities are, okay, wait a second. If I just, the easiest is to rinse and repeat here because we've gotten some business, not a ton, but I'm going to, you know, if I divert from where we've been going and that's where marketing has to provide some advice. If we divert from where we've been for the last three, five years and we suddenly make a detour because the numbers aren't showing what we're doing in our investment, but boy, it could pay off any day. I but you mean, know
0: what? Sometimes it's not a divert. Sometimes it's a tweak. Right. You know, you look at you you might be in the right place. Right. And it's just how you've been showing up. Right. You know, maybe you're you're maybe you've just been um, Because
1: I'll never forget, I had a conversation with a guy who I was looking at more as a center of influence rather than a direct buyer of services. And I had this conversation with him going back a number of years. And I said, so you go to this organization, you go to the association stuff all the time. And I said to him, how much business have you gotten out of that? And he looked at me and he was like, I've gotten some business. He was a little, his back was against the wall. He was a little feeling a little defensive, but I know this guy and he was, I don't know him that well, but I know he was. He had held a couple positions in the organization as a de facto, you know, sort of pro bono situation where he was helping out. And I know for a fact that they pretty much got nothing out of their investment after being with this and doing stuff in the thing for six years, seven years. And that's not to criticize. It's just you start to feel the insecurities of your decisions. And you're suddenly like, that's where it's like, well, I've made my... I've made my gut call to double down in this area with this association or these people or this, whatever, and it's not paying off and time is ticking and money is fleeting and we're missing opportunities here. And so the marketing plan can kind of make you feel a little bit like, I don't know. it, It starts to highlight your insecurities. Like you made this decision and while it's easy on the one hand to rinse and repeat and to do what you did last year in the marketing plan, on the other hand, it also makes you feel very vulnerable because as a as a decision maker, you're like, well, we nothing's happened with this over the last three to five years. Right. On the other hand, it you could also, it could give you confidence as a decision maker. Because you could be like, listen, nothing's happened in the last three to five years. Let's just ditch it. Even though we thought that this would be a big a good payoff, it hasn't been a good payoff. And so therefore, what we're gonna do is we're going to just refocus and to a different segment within this region or this area. Right. And that, and that could also, the marketing plan could highlight that too. Like, listen, you've been doing this for the last three to five years. If you haven't really closed any significant deals and nothing's happened, then, you know, maybe that's a, a mistake. Right.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I would agree. I mean, listening to you talk, it made me just think that we're making it sound like the marketing plan conversation is a once a year conversation, <laughs> but I mean, that should not be the case. There should be regular ongoing conversations happening between. Where you revisit it. Marketing. Right. And, um, yeah. you know, people in the, just in the, your boss, the, the, the operations, owner, the, management, the, you know, everybody. whoever's yeah. running the practice, what and, and really, revisit and make sure things still make sense. Right. Um, and that feedback is huge for marketing because we need that feedback. Right. We're not out on the street. We don't hear what you hear with your customers. Well, because or your it can prospects. help you
1: not just tweak the plan, but tweak the messaging and tweak. Well, absolutely, the, the right. Direction so that things go.
0: So I guess my point is just we're talking about the marketing planning process, but it is really all about communication and ongoing communication that should be happening on a regular basis to make sure that the plan that you've laid out still makes sense. Um, and that you're getting feedback from what's going on in the real world that, so you can, um, modify where you need to modify.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, that makes complete sense. I'm glad we had this conversation again, because I think we got to keep talking about the marketing plan because it does, take up a fair amount of time and resources, not just in the preparation, but also when you go to execute on stuff and it helps focus and it does a lot of good things, but it also gets maligned because it takes so much effort and it gets blamed because, you know, it's very easy when things don't go the way it was intended to forget that that was your idea that you put into the marketing plan, (laughs) not our idea. And I think when it's successful they go yeah 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 well it was it was bound to happen anyway we knew it all along and um but just to have the conversation about there's a fair amount of goodness that comes out of this marketing plan and i never wanted to see it like that as an entrepreneur because i was always like oh this is one more thing i got to do but at the end of the day i really feel that the marketing plan has some real value, which sounds totally trite, but it has, <laughs> it has value in the sense that it can really keep everybody honest and it can also help people, honestly, el- press elimination, check boxes. You know what? We did this. It didn't work. Great. Well, let's move on.
0: That's absolutely right. You always should be having that r- reassessment conversation. Like what did we do this year from a marketing perspective that worked? What were the results? And, you know, is it worth doing again? Do we need to tweak it for this upcoming year or no, didn't work at all? Or it's not appropriate for the service or the product we're trying to sell. So I totally agree. Lots of good comes from the marketing plan.
1: Cool. Well, thanks for joining us on your show.
0: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: You bet.